What up, what up, all my independent thinkers out there in podcast land. It's your girl, Alexandra, and you are listening to Teach a Man to Think, the podcast, a place where we always stay curious, think differently, and as always, think for ourselves. So sit back, unwind, and get ready to unlock your mind. Welcome back, all my curious cats out there. So I want to talk about Azerbaijan, and this is a country that I haven't really spent much time talking about, which is a shame because it was probably one of our favorite and most extraordinary adventures, and just the country itself is mind-blowingly beautiful, and the most beautiful part about it is that it is so not um, touched by the outside world, and there's not a lot of people that even know about it and especially that aren't close to that area you just never think or hear about people just discovering and going to Azerbaijan people go to Spain and Italy and France and Switzerland and Germany and all these places and they share these mind-blowing pictures from these places but I guarantee you that if you saw our photos from Azerbaijan you would be just blown out of the water you have never seen anything like this so I definitely want to share more stories about Azerbaijan. And I'm so grateful that we went there because it was so close that we weren't even going to go there. We thought we would just skip over Azerbaijan and go to Georgia because Azerbaijan does have a visa policy and you have to fill out some paperwork. And we normally wanted to avoid countries with any kind of visa issues, but something pulled us there and I'm so grateful that we went. So I definitely have a lot of stories to share. But specifically, I want to talk about our interaction with the cops there because we had some very interesting interaction with the cops. And what happened is when we first went there, um, the way it works is we got an Airbnb and the guy picked us up from the airport. We went to his Airbnb. And when we got to his Airbnb, first of all, he did not have AC in the room. And he told us that he was going to have AC. He didn't. And it was like 90 something degrees. It was so hot. His entire family was staying with him, so he also didn't tell us that. So the whole experience was just like very strange, and we ended up leaving. We only stayed there for one night. We told him that we just couldn't deal with that. We needed AC. We needed privacy. And ultimately, we ended up getting another room on the other side of town, which worked out perfectly. Um, but the thing is, is that in order to stay in Azerbaijan under the visa is you need to register with the police, and you need to register with the embassy. And the way it works is you also need someone to sponsor you. So we asked him to take us there and to kind of uh, vouch for us that we would be staying at his place. So that's what we did. We stopped there on the way. And the entire situation was very strange, very unfriendly. The people were very rude and made us feel awkward. And thank God we spoke Russian at least because um, in the country there are a lot of people who still speak Russian. So it helped us out. So I can imagine if you go there and you don't speak any of the languages, how uncomfortable it must be, which is probably a reason why a lot of people don't visit there. So we went to the embassy and then we ended up going to our new Airbnb and while we were there, we ended up also meeting, uh, while we were going out, we met a group of um, locals. Oh, actually, now I remember how we met them. So I'm going to end up remembering details as I go because I didn't prep the story. Um, but we went on couch surfing and because we were looking to see maybe instead of an Airbnb, we could couch surf. And all these countries that we were going to, we were also on all these different sites, whether it be house sitting, couch surfing, 
uh, trust routes, whatever, just different variations where you could stay places for free. And it was also a good way to meet locals and meet people. So we found this guy through couch surfing and we ended up connecting with him. And he said that, you know, um, I don't have a place available right now, but you guys can come out with us, me and my friends, and we could just hang out and meet each other. So that's what we did. We met up with this group of guys at like this local kind of uh, dive bar, very like a local spot where you knew everyone, everyone knew each other and everyone went there every night. So it was a cool experience that the first night we were near Azerbaijan, we ended up hanging out with locals and it really helped us feel like at home. So the next day, I believe, or one of the days, one of the guys, he had offered to ask us um, if we wanted to you know, show us around the city. So we took him up on the offer and it was awesome. We walked all around the city and the way Azerbaijan is, it's huge. And it also has a very a prominent old city and then it has a new city. And it has been completely um, renovated because they have a really big influx of oil money. So there's a lot of oil industry there. There's a lot of people from uh, BP that work there and live there and all these different oil industries. And it has built up really rapidly. So it used to be like a communist country and um, it was completely like torn down and they took all this money and renovated the city and now the city just looks like it's in a different world on a different planet and so we just walked all around and I remember we were walking and all of a sudden uh we were crossing the street and you know the the sign starts blinking and we were in the middle of the street and starts blinking for you know that it's red and we have to hurry up and all of a sudden as we cross the street these cops were standing there because there's cops like almost on every corner and these cops are standing there and they pull us over as we're walking and they start writing us a ticket. And we were like so confused. We didn't know what was going on. And a friend that we were with, he starts kind of talking to the cop and starts arguing with them. And like all these, I don't know what was going on because they were speaking in their language, not in Russian. And ultimately the cop ended up giving us, he was going to give us two tickets. He only ended up giving us one ticket. It was like 20 bucks, but like I said, for that, like during that time, 20 bucks was a lot of money for us. And also we're like, why are we getting a ticket for walking? We didn't even do anything wrong. And that is when we learned what was going on in the country and how they had a really big corruption problem with the cops and that the cops, because they were so underpaid and they had like a really bad um, structure to their payment and just the whole, the whole industry was just falling apart. They were very corrupt. So he said that the cops would always try to get money out of the people and we're like, okay, well, they're not going to get money out of us again because that's never going to happen again. So we kind of learned that that's how they were. And that was the initial impression we got because we didn't do anything wrong. Like I said, we were just crossing the street. It was like something very simple, but they were just trying to seek people out. And I think they saw that they were foreigners. So they took advantage of that. So then fast forward a few weeks and we spent time in Baku, which is the city and the capital. And we ended up wanting to see the entire country because we saw that they had so many beautiful areas, uh, mountains, and they actually had a part which was the highest peak in the Caucasus Mountains. And it was the highest point elevation where there still is a civilization that lives there today. So we wanted to see everything. And I will dive into that and that specific town and how crazy that adventure was. But just to keep this a little shorter, I'm just going to dive into the Kapit thing. So we decided to rent a car 
and we rented a car for three days and we were just going to drive. We didn't get an Airbnb. We didn't get any place to sleep. We were just going to sleep in the car and just drive around the entire country. So that was, that was our plans. And that's kind of how we started. So we drove all the way up to the top corner of Azerbaijan. We went to all these amazing um, cities and little towns and stuff. And then on the road, there's like this huge highway and you're along the mountains. And it's funny because we were driving and all of a sudden there was a car, there was a car in front of us and he kind of like cut us off and he was like going really fast and driving crazy. And all of a sudden we saw a cop car go in the other direction, turn around and then pull this guy over. And we were kind of like laughing like, oh, haha, that's kind of what you get like, you know, for speeding and whatever. Not even five minutes later, and this is how the universe works because it has an amazing sense of humor. Not even five minutes later, we start getting pulled over. And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, like, we're in this country. We're getting pulled over. What's going on? So this guy pulls us over. And uh, I think he makes, like, Boris get out of the car. And I'm in the car. And he, like, pulls him over to his car. And he starts talking to him. And he's saying, you know, you were speeding. And I can write you a ticket. But if I write you a ticket, it's going to be this amount of money. But if you pay me now, I can make it cheaper. And, like, all this stuff. So he starts kind of finagling him and trying to get money out of him. Boris, being knowledgeable already of what's going on and being the person that he is he was like no like he basically said no to this cop he's like no i'm not giving you any money if you want send me a ticket send it wherever you want like that's it so the cops they weren't like aggressive like they were pretty much just chill guys that just got pulled into something very like unfortunate and just kind of were doing it just to try and see but they weren't doing it in an aggressive or really mean way so it was kind of easy to say no to them um, but it was intimidating. So I think we just read the situation and kind of felt their vibe. But if you didn't feel the vibe and you didn't understand, it, it was a stressful situation. And I remember still being kind of stressed and not understanding what was going on. And I remember the guy telling uh, Boris that they had them on video and they had him on video somewhere else and he just pulled them over to tell him. So the whole story sounded so sketchy. We didn't understand what was going on. We're like, okay, whatever. So we're driving again, driving again. An hour later... Same thing happens. Another cop pulls us over. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we getting tracked again? The same thing. This time, the guy didn't pull him out of the car. Boris, like, didn't even get out of the car because he's like, I already see what's going on. And he knew he wasn't speeding. And the same thing, the guy's telling him, oh, I have you on video for something. I'm just trying to help you out. So if you pay me this amount of money, we can get around it. If not, then you're going to pay a big fee. Again, Boris is like, no, I'm not paying you anything. You want to send me something, send it, whatever. We didn't even know what they were talking about. We didn't even know what they would send or what, what was going on. We really thought they were lying and they were just trying to take advantage of us because they saw that the car was rented. Maybe they could tell that we were foreigners. I don't know. That was our initial impression. And, and we ended up having an amazing three days. We literally drove all around the country and the country is huge and a lot of it is desolate and there's not a lot around and it's just so much nature and mountains and there's parts of it that is just mud volcanoes and then there's parts that are the beach and you just have these crazy different terrains uh, and landscapes that are just drastically changing and there's actually we even drove past the part which if you've heard of the Azerbaijani and their Armenian uh, conflicts, there's a whole part that's actually isolated and you can't go there. But if you do go there, you have to get your visa and your passport stamped. And that way, if you go there, then you can't go to Armenia and vice versa. If you've been to Armenia, you can't go to that part. 
So we were very kind of specific because we didn't know if we wanted to go to Armenia or not, but we knew that if we had been to Azerbaijan, it would have been a lot harder for us to get into Armenia. So we ended up not going to Armenia. We went to Georgia instead. But anyways, so we drove all around. I want to make a different podcast about that experience and a very specific and funny uh, situation that we had there. But just to tie it up with the cop situation is that then when we ended up driving back and we're driving back to Baku because we knew that we had to um, go to Georgia the next day and we still didn't know how we were going to get to Georgia. We didn't have a plane. We were planning on either taking the bus or figuring it out, taking a car somehow. So we had no idea. But so we were driving back into Baku, but we didn't want to go into the actual city because it's so big that it would have been harder to like park somewhere and sleep in our car. And we were still sleeping in a car. We had rented a Toyota, some kind of Toyota SUV, but it wasn't the same experience as when we were traveling by ourselves because there was no mattress, there was no blankets, there was no pillows, there was no coverings for the window. It was just the car. We had our backpacks and that's it. And... um it's funny because I remember we were sleeping in the car. We had like all these things that we had packed, like emergency uh, blankets and like uh, just these different things that we didn't even use in that moment. We totally forgot about it. It was like the one time that we actually needed to use or could have used what we bought it for. And it turned out we were fine without it. So it's funny. But so we were driving back and we decided to pull off in this town about an hour from the city, from the capital. And it was a really, really, really small town. And we just decided to pull in there because there was nowhere to go. There's no like gas stations you could park at. We tried to go to a gas station and park there and they told us we couldn't. So we were like out of options. We didn't have a place to stay. We're in this foreign country and we just didn't know what to do. So we pulled off in this small little town of maybe, I don't know, like 50 people in this town. And we just pulled off in the street. I remember there was like these cows eating from a dumpster with these chickens and these dogs and these cats. And... We just pulled off in front of like a little lamp, a little uh, lamppost and tried to go to sleep. And all of a sudden we finally fall asleep. It's like maybe like two, three in the morning and this guy is knocking on the window and I wake up and I look over and I see a flashlight flashing into the window and I wake Boris up and Boris looks at the flashlight and all of a sudden we see this cop is flashing this light into the window and knocking on the window. So we're like, oh, crap. Again with these freaking cops? Like, they will not leave us alone. So Boris rolls down the window, and the cops try and talk to us, and we explain that we speak Russian. So he has, like, a really broken Russian. He doesn't speak great, but he does speak a little bit. And we're just trying to explain to him that we're driving on the road. It's late, so we just wanted to pull over to, you know, get a few hours of sleep. And to our surprise, the cop responded that's totally fine. Actually, can I get you some tea? In Russian, he's like, can I bring you some tea? I guess he lived in the area and he was just monitoring. He saw a strange car on the street and he came out with his uniform and he wanted to offer some tea. And we're like, we were thought it was hilarious because in general, these countries, like they're so big on tea. It's the way that they show their gestures. So we were offered tea literally everywhere. It's just the way that people give you... um a welcome to their country. So now we here we are three in the morning sleeping in our car and this cop is offering to bring us some tea. And we're like, no, no, thank you. All we want is some sleep. And he's like, okay, no problem. He's like, let, it, let me know if you need anything, you change your mind. And he just let us go back to sleep. And that was so crazy. It was so funny to wrap up the entire experience with that positive experience. Um, 
Yeah, that was really funny. And then we actually had a really crazy situation leaving Azerbaijan where we were, I thought we were running for our lives. And it was so stressful that the entire drive out of Azerbaijan, I was just sweating my ass off and thinking that we were going to get arrested at the border. But if you're interested for that story, then tune in next time. Love you guys.